Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Salt Lake City Police Shooting. Special coverage on Live Mike with Lee Lonsberry. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. This morning, I spent a good chunk of the day watching a press conference delivered by Salt Lake County District Attorney Sim Gill, who, in fact, will be a guest on this program in about an hour from now. Just after 2.30, I'll have a chance to speak with Sim Gill. Today, he described the events which took place just after 2 a.m. on May 23rd, when Salt Lake City Police responded to a report of someone making threats with a weapon. Ultimately, uh, police would respond and, after a chase, open fire upon and kill Bernardo Palacios Carbajal. Since then, an investigation has been undertaken by the office of Sim Gill, Salt Lake County District Attorney, and today he presented those findings. And at great length, he described what took place that evening. He showed, or that early morning, I should say, he showed body cam footage. He showed security camera footage and made his case ultimately for why the officers involved were legally justified and that no criminal charges would be filed against the officers. I've shared the entirety of that press conference, the videos included, the presentation made by the district attorney, including questions asked of him by the media afterwards. You can find that on my Facebook page right now. Lee Lonsberry, up in the corner, you'll see the live mic logo. So have a look at that. Uh, we'll see what that uh, tells you, how you react to that. And know that we, just after 2 o'clock, about 10 minutes from now, we'll be hearing from the family of Bernardo Palacios Carbajal. They'll be uh, appearing at a press conference alongside their attorney, and we will hear their reaction to the decision made uh, by Sim Gill. For added reaction, I've invited Debbie Dejanovic, who's a friend of law enforcement and has a special relationship with that uh, with that endeavor, uh, and she joins me now on the program. Debbie, as you watched this morning the explanation from District Attorney Sim Gill, how'd you react? Well, he was very thorough, certainly. I watched the entire press conference, as did you. I think it went about an hour and ten minutes long. He presented, uh, essentially, his case for uh, legally justifying the shooting and uh, even included body cam video, the security cam video, and explained how he came to the conclusion that officers um, acted within the letter of the law. And that law is very specifically spelled out in Utah Code um, that if they're affecting the arrest to prevent an escape of custody following an arrest, 
where an officer reasonably believes that deadly force is necessary to prevent the arrest from being defeated by escape, uh, they'll be legally justified and that, that they have probable cause to believe the suspect posed a threat of serious bodily injury to the officer or to others. Uh, and we know now from watching that entire press conference, Lee, that uh, Palacios Carbajal had a gun. He dropped it uh, three times. He picked it up. Um, and that eventually, uh, once uh, his body was uh, taken from the scene, that uh, that gun was, you know, seen laying on his lower stomach. And so that officers felt a threat and they felt and they uh, actually interviewed with the district attorney's office and said they were fearful of their lives. And in fact, that they may be killed uh, by Palacios Carbajal. Do we see uh, detailed explanations and presentations by the district attorney, either in Salt Lake County or elsewhere, uh, that, that take as long as this pre- presentation did, that are as detailed and uh, seemingly definitive uh, as we saw today by uh, Sim Gill? One word, yes. This is Sim Gill's M.O., and it has been for years. Uh, he presents the evidence. Uh, my, and you may want to ask him this. My assumption is is that he's already met with the family um, and explained to them why he came to this conclusion. He's very thorough in the presentation. And that has, in some cases, um, been a rub in the past amongst uh, Gill and officers, particularly officers that he's ended up charging criminally who have been involved in shootings in the past now he does not have a great track record when it comes to prosecution of officers um if i recall correctly he's um prosecuted or attempted to prosecute three officers um over the course of his uh you know term as district attorney and he's failed three times um, but in this case, he came to his conclusion and did the press conference within 47 days of the shooting. And I've investigated how long it's taken him in the past. Um, in t- 2018, when I was investigative reporter at KSL TV, I looked into his track record because there were complaints that he drags his feet. And in fact, back then, I analyzed 60 officer-involved shootings, and it took him an average of 88 days to come to a decision. This one, it, um, he you know had the press conference today my calculation is it's been about 47 days since that shooting yeah the shooting took place just after two in the morning on may the 23rd not that long ago there was an interesting press release put out uh, not long after the uh, the press conference hosted by sim gill this comes from utah's ethnic and racial minority leaders within the uh, utah legislature and it reads in part we appreciate the salt lake county district attorney's decision to expedite and prioritize the decision while we have grave concerns about the manner of bernardo's death we also recognize that state statute defines what is and is not considered a justifiable killing current laws on the books make it highly unlikely that police officers involved shootings are ever criminally prosecuted even if they unjustifiably use deadly force. What are we to learn from that? Well, one of the things I think we also have to remember and talk about is that there was evidence found on Bernardo Palacio's body once he was taken to the medical examiner's office that he had been involved in a robbery of a man at a nightclub who was leaving a nightclub and in fact they discovered uh, the man's ID and also $45 in $1 bill 
particles yeah. uh, on Palacio Carbajal's body. So we have to talk about what led up to this officer-involved shooting. Um, there are so many other details. In fact, there was also another uh, alleged robbery that had occurred at a hotel when officers were responding and that Carbajal allegedly ran from officers. They ordered him several times to drop the gun. Um, show, show me your hands. Uh, they followed... I'm reading, I have Utah State Code in my right hand here, Lee, and every single uh, point yeah. on Utah State Code, these officers hit. Uh, so I think uh, Sim Gill said it very well toward the end of his press conference, and that is this. If, if we as a community... Um, or individual communities and uh, are not satisfied with how state code is written, then there needs to be a further discussion. Um, everybody sits down at the table and has their say in how it's done. Um, but at this point, this shooting is legally justified under the letter of Utah law. Yeah, 100%. That's the uh, the way it was described to me. That's my interpretation of it. And also, the, you mentioned that the, the suspect was found uh, in possession of uh, the ID of someone else and money, $45 bills. And it was a man uh, who said he had been robbed uh, just, you it, know, that night. Exactly right. Uh, a number of things presented by Sim Gill really kind of added to what we knew preliminarily. Uh, and I think uh, it kind of brought us to the, the all the same conclusion that, no, these officers in fact were in fear of their own life and that this was the uh, appropriate course of action to pursue uh, Deputy Janovic, I uh, have to run thank you so much 